Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Welcome back, everyone, to Red Club Podcast. I have Jason Day on today. Uh, he is the Vice President of Business Development at Unit Solutions, which we're going to dive into all the things about what that's about. Um, Jason, I still haven't met in person, but I feel like I already know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, we've, we've already started uh, doing some things. Yeah, so I'm really excited uh, that you're on here today. And actually, uh, I don't know if you want to share, because I still don't know a lot about you personally and your background, like where you came from and how you kind of landed here in this industry. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, so I um, I, I came from the military world, surprise, surprise. Um, so I, I spent 12 and a half years uh, in the, on active duty in the Army uh, as an infantryman in the 75th Ranger Regiment. And then I, uh, I, I transitioned out of active duty, uh, was a police officer for a couple of years, uh, then I moved on and, and started writing requirements at the Maneuver Center on Fort Benning. So all of the next generation squad weapons requirements for the rifle and the automatic rifle, I actually wrote those requirements for the Army. Um, and then I, that was a contracting gig and it, you know, it, it the contract kind of came to an end and, um, you know, ended up landing at a company called Oneida Molded Plastics, um, you know, working with a guy named uh, David Power. Some of you might know. Um, and yeah, I, I really got exposed to industry then. I, I was working, uh, you know, kind of government oriented programs for them, but really ventured over into the commercial space with David there as well and doing some things with ICA there. Um, and what's from there, ICA? I moved on. For people that don't know, what's ICA? Yeah, Industry Choice Awards. I should have called that one out. <laughs> You're good. I'm afraid of acronyms myself. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, and I'm used to dealing with the DOD, so it's, ac, you know, acronym soup. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, so, you know, did some industry choice awards things with David there. And then, uh, you know, ended up uh, getting offered a job at FN America, took that where I was a director of business development for, um, you know, the the innovation side of the business, which is really oriented around tech and, and things that help people be you know better at shooting and that type of thing there. Um, and then, uh, you know, did a, did a few years there. And then here I've landed at uh, Unit Solutions, where I'm the vice president of uh, business development. I'm in Fredericksburg. I've got, you know, I'm married and I've got, uh, I've got five kids now. So. <laughs> That's a lot. You have a. I'm, I'm really busy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I've noticed yeah. too, a lot of people um, that end up in the industry. I don't know if it's good or bad, right? It's just different that we you don't know tomorrow where someone's going to be at. Like the, the change in the hiring process is really funny. Cause I'll be, I talked to some guy at Beretta one time in a match. And then the next time I saw him, he was in an FN shirt and FN booth. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so it's hard to keep track of, but you know, it's, it's great that there is a place. I think if you learn firearms, if you understand firearms, if you have military law enforcement, civilian training background, you know, there is a place in the firearms industry because that's what we need is people that have been behind guns and understand them. That's the hardest part of hiring outside of our industry. People just don't know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah, it's that's that's uh, the background is key. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me for people listening, I, I kind of want more of the full ish story and full picture. You know, who is Unit Solutions? What do you guys do? Um, yeah. Give me the background. So Unit Solutions. um 
you, you could say it's probably like any other small business that, you know, that the, the idea was, was prior to 2016, but the, the business was, was really founded in, in 2016. And it was, it, the original concept was, uh, was, you know, how do we, how do we help people specifically originally actually, you know, uh, service members, how do we help service members, you know, incorporate a tool that's really, you know, accessible, that kind of gets after, you know, some some marksmanship principles, helps them, you know, improve their marksmanship capabilities, helps them, uh, you know, improve their opportunistic training type things, you know, um, you know, specifically force on force and and those types of things as well. Wanted to offer like a kind of an all in, in you know, comprehensive tool, all encompassing tool that allowed them to do so. So uh, that was, that's when the, that's when the unit four was birthed, um, which is this rifle, which is actually one of these rifles. And it, and it concept was, you know, we wanted to have the ability to um, really have a, have a, have a, a training rifle that felt like a real rifle. Right. Uh, but, you know, allow people to have accessibility to it. Right. So that means having to get the ATF involved in, in <laughs> the process that goes there. Right. Uh, to, to make sure that we we're, we're following all the legalities that go with that. So um, we ended up partnering with Lewis, Lewis Machine and Tool uh, to be able to get and use their forgings. Right. So they manufacture the unit for for us. Um, you know, so we get, we get the real, we get, we truly do get a, a feel, uh, you know, the look, feel, form, function of, of, a of a AR-15. So, um, you know, it, when people pick it up, you know, the first thing they say is, man, this feels like a gun that's, that was done on purpose. <laughs> um, so, you know, and since then, what, you know, since 2016, what we really found was as well, it's not just a tool for service members. You know, this has got application to law enforcement. There's a whole lot of private trainers using this. Um, and, and then we're venturing over in the commercial space now as well as we as obviously, you know, uh, people that just want to be better at shooting and prep for competitions and, and those types of things. They've got a need for a tool like this as well. Yeah. Now, I I have to know, maybe you can't answer it, but I do want to know, ATF, what were some of the red flags and like working with them that they had on this? Because it's, it's a non-firearm firearm model you know what was that like right so yeah the the biggest things being um you know you had to there's a lot of things that are different in the upper mm -hmm. you know you've got you know you got the, the the barrel that's an outer barrel but inside that there's an inner barrel right so that that's that's one thing that's different but specifically on the lower we had to make changes to the lower so you know in the mag well that can't accept a, a, a real mag which i tried um, to do by the way day one <laughs> Day one, I was like, no, it wouldn't go in my vice. Uh, I don't have it on my like lower vice. Yeah, insert. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, you know, you have to change there. The pins are in a different location slightly. Uh, you know, you get you get you know the fire control itself with the trigger and yeah. whatnot is is there's slight changes that are different there as well. So overall, you know, once once you work it out, there's you just there's not a, the ability to plug and play with with real you know rounds and you know that the you know, all that you can't just drop a you know, trigger module in from, uh, from, from, you know, wherever, wh whether it be hyperfire or wherever, right. You can't, yeah. you can't do that. We have to, you know, we have to make things specific for, for this, uh, training rifle. I try not to giggle. I bet that process was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, you know, we, we, uh, 
like like anybody else, it was trial and error uh, to begin with, and then we figured it out. And yeah, I mean, we're we're the uh, we're the what we've got overall with the rifle is pretty neat, um, in that it combines some things that nobody else has been able to do to date. Um, so we can do three different things with the 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 rifle itself, right? So we can uh, we can shoot blanks, right? So notice there's nothing there, and this is this is what we call the T pack. It's got the CO2 canister with it. Um, and then, you know, here, this is where this is a blank version. So you don't see any rounds. But uh, when, when we get to that, that's you'll you'll basically see the ability that it's 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 already been preloaded with 30 rounds of ammunition. So we got blank capability. We do have a variant of this uh, that allows you to just switch out the CO2 canister as well. Um, then we move on to what we call the non markers. And that's just that's an eight millimeter BB. Um, same design, but this is filled with, you know, typically speaking, this is filled with uh, 30 rounds. I've shot this one a little bit. So, um, and then this is, this is the, this is one of the things that where I was, when I was mentioning marking, uh, when I was mentioning combining technology, this is our marking rounds. They come, we've got four different colors in that. This one happens to be green. So that's paintball te technology incorporated in, uh, airsoft light type type of a platform. So pretty neat. Um, overall, we've, we've got some unique capabilities that there's frankly nobody else does. Yeah. The child in me, I, I know this is a serious platform to use for training, but I have to know, did you guys go out and, and take the markers and actually go to like a paintball field and test your product and do research and development? Like shooting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The research and development's been, it's been, it's been, uh, it's, it's obviously there's been serious, serious points of it, but we've done everything from, um, you know, shooting what you, what you would imagine each other, you know, people, you know, those things, obvious things. Right. But we, you know, we also did a lot of serious testing with, uh, with, with vehicles too. Right. So, you know, the interesting thing about those markers, those marking rounds, paint rounds is that, you know, you can shoot, oh, I don't know, a rental car vehicle cause we've done it. Um, and, uh, you know, it, and, and just wipe the paint off and there's no, there's no, you know, indentation in the car or anything like that at all. So, uh, yeah, we, 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 we have done those types of things. Why was the choice to use a rental car? Like who came up with well, that? I don't want to use my vehicle. Yeah. But your insurance, your insurance adjusters listen to this podcast being like, we're going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, we, you know, just because. Just because. Yep. That's fair. <laughs> now I know we've been talking about, um, cause I have, I have the, actual like co2 canisters that is great for like simulating so blanks we're calling them blanks i guess they're they're simulating the recoil um obviously you can shoot them in your house that way um but it's something where like the dry flyer game i think is something that's kind of newish to to competitive shooters to be able to replicate those effects of recoil so can you talk a little bit about how these tools specifically can be used um sure with the the other rounds but in dry fire specifically yeah, absolutely. So, so when when you talk uh, blank specifically, um, what what it allows you to be able to do is is you know you whether you you're just using it in kind of quote unquote dry fire slash blank fire type type of uh, type scenario, you're able to practice um, in a different way that I think is actually really really beneficial um, because you're you're you know it, instead of just dry firing and having to cycle your bolt you know manually, um, you're able to just shoot like you would right? right so just just the same way that you would you're if you're going to be on the range and you're going to fire a lot of rounds you're able to, to replicate that 
Um, so to me, that's key because you're you're building great muscle memory, right? As a you know, as opposed to building in that that weird, you know, I got to manipulate my bolt and get back on target. You're actually able to to not only practice your shot, but then your follow up shot, driving the the you know the rifle around the way you would in a in a competition or if you're just shooting with your friends at the range. I think that's a huge game changer. So like for people that just listen and that went way over their head, think about it, guys. Like when we're looking at all these dry fire tools and trainers you no longer have to reset the trigger between every single trigger pull. Like, I mean, this is mind blowing for me because it's something that is I'm passionate about is dry fire and being able to do again, double taps, moving to the next target, double taps. You're not having to pull back every single time. So I'm really excited about the, that. And, um, I don't think people understand too, like how close this sounds crazy because we're competition shooters, how close the felt recoil is for a gun that we normally shoot because People listening are kind of like me. We've got adjustable gas blocks. We've got tunable muzzle brakes to our ammo. Our guns don't feel like rifles. I know in the military and law enforcement applications, I'm sure they do. <laughs> like, I'm sure they've got all the felt recoil. But for us, like, we really don't. So this is pretty close to what it feels like when you are actually behind the gun, getting that dot bounce, or if you're behind a scope, um, to be able to drive the gun and actually get that recoil impulse. Yeah, we we really chased that hardcore when we were when we were doing this originally. The, the you know having realistic recoil, we didn't want to go in the military. They've got blanks, no kidding, blanks. We didn't want to chase that. We actually wanted to chase as close as we could get there uh, to what the what the actual live you know live fire event felt like. So yeah. that to me it does. I agree with you, Kenzie. It allows you to do you know not only just in your basement, just just you as a person, but if you want to incorporate other tools that, that you know that have the analytics out there as well you know, to incorporate your data analytics, you're able to do that with this as well uh, in a dry fire setting. Yeah. Now I, I peruse website when I was looking at all the things, but can you speak to the different rifle like length setups and how close they are to CQB? Or if you are like me shooting a 16 inch barrel, you know, what did you guys design for that? Yeah. So we've got three different variants. Uh, the one I showed earlier, we call this, we call this our spec ops, um, but really, you know, 14 and a half inch barrel, uh, full length rail, uh, and we're really going after what is just commonly seen in the on the AR-15 market, right? Allow you to have a tool that's 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 the same. Um, if you'll notice here, I just I just mounted a, a one by six, right? Because as I'm as I'm starting to practice myself and do things myself, I uh, I wanted the ability to be able to have you know the same tools that I was using. Yep. Um, the notice the furniture also in here as well on this on this rifle and all our rifles. I've got a Magpul stock got a Magpul grip, right? So you can you can change a lot of things in this rifle to make it the same as how you would set up. 100%. Um, we do have a CQB model. We call it CQB model, which is a 10 and a half inch rifle. Um, and that one is, that one's neat because, you know, for the, for some of the LE specifically federal elements out there, and then the, you know, some of the specialized military units that are around as well, they've got that need, same thing. You can change the furniture, whatever it is you're using out in the field, you can pretty much change on this rifle and, and, and make it your own. Um, whether that be your optic, whether that be your, your grip, whatever the case may be. Um, when we, we also have, and, and we really see it run a lot in that application. We've even gone as far as we've got a product that replicates, it's, a, it's with a partnership called Blue Can, but a product that, uh, that replicates uh, suppressor length as well, right? So we're really trying to get after a train as you fight type thing. And that, you know, for that rifle specifically, uh, all of them, but, you know, that's what we had in mind there as well. And then we've got a 14 and a half inch, you know, M4A1 style replica as well. 
uh, that we call the classic um, that's got the front sight post that that's really what you see uh, your, you know, your regular service members carrying uh, day in and day out uh, so that they've kind of got the same look, feel, fit, form, function is what they, they carry and use all, 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 all the same. You know, we, all of them take, and I should have mentioned this earlier, but all of them take the, the same magazine. Mm-hmm. All of them take the same T-Packs. So there's no differences there at all. Uh, they, they all run, run off the same, uh, you know, gas system and that type of thing. Yeah, I was going to ask about the magazine. I wrote that on my list. So yeah, for people like listening, you made a great video for people like me that are terrified of anything CO2 or anything I don't know. <laughs> so it's really easy to open the bottom of the magazine, insert that tea pack in there. Yeah, if you want to show how simple yeah. this is. I'll go through it. Yeah, so this that it's clipped right now. There's, and this, this is really easy. There's just a clip on the back. You open the clip. There's a little latch right here. You just push it in. Undo that with your fingers, and you open the bottom bottom of the uh, magazine itself. This is a, a blank T pack, so everybody can see. So um, you, all you're all you're doing is just inserting that in on the bottom. It's hard to do with one hand. There we go. Insert it in on the bottom. Start to close this. You know, you just you hit the latch over here like such. Notice it's already clasped, and then I just push that down. And then what I've done is is the CO two is pierced, and now you know we're ready to replicate training. Yep, super easy. I mean, and, and taking it out is just the same exact way. You have some of that CO2 pressure that might be like the let off, still hear that hissing, but that's just kind of the end of the canister right there. Um, can you speak to how many, like you already said, I think it was 30 on the airsoft. I can't even remember. Can you speak to the different like capacity or how many trigger pulls you're getting for each of these kind of T-packs? Yeah. So uh, in the blank setting, you'll get rough, you can get roughly 60 shots there. Um, the uh, with the with the projectile anything that's got a projectile in it whether it be the the, the non markers which are just your plastic BBs or whether it be with uh, your markers the paint rounds you got thirty it'll you'll get more shots out of the canister itself but thirty rounds just like you would in real life and then you'd have to reload a mag and that's what we were chasing right is try to make you train the same way uh, with those with the, with the system overall. Uh, and it is worth noting that both of these are are biodegradable as well. So if you're shooting in your backyard and you you, you happen to have a BB that just flies out there uh, <laughs> and you can't find it, no big deal. I'm laughing. Uh, I have to tell this quick story. My poor parents. They uh, the house that we grew up in. Me and my brother upstairs. We used to. It was a huge like game room. We used to play with our airsoft little pistols that we had. And I think to this day, and we've been moved out, you know, for years, he's still picking up BBs under the couch, in the corners, in the closet. Yep. And I laugh that they're everywhere. Yeah, that's, uh, we we kind of find that same thing. But it, it is, I mean, they really do, you know, if you've got them outside, you 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 can watch the, you know, biodegradable process happen. I'm not, I mean, it really does happen that way. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Um, okay, so I do want to dive in before we get into civilian stuff, because that's going to be my excitement point. Um. The military and the law enforcement training, you know, is really important. I a lot of those guys too go out and shoot competition too to get better and improve. And so, how important is this like simulation training for them? And what's some of the feedback you've gotten with using the unit solutions? I guess the four or their different models. Yeah, so we we great. We've actually gotten really good great feedback. The, the uh, first adopters of the system. Um, was actually the 75th Range Regiment. Um, and what they were looking for and what they're using it for is, is a couple of things. Accessibility, right? They want to just have a, have something that's easy to grab, go use. Um, and they're, they're using it um, and have used it specifically 
uh, in their combatives program called SOC P. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a use kind of a use case there to, to, to you know, to dive into the 101st is, is got it has had it Their Their team actually won the 18th Airborne Corps uh, match competed in the force com uh, you know, best squad competition and match as well. So that's nine that's nine people yeah. and that squad and, and uh, for they won the 18th Airborne Corps, ma- uh, uh, you know, best squad competition. Uh, and the only differentiator between them. And everybody else was our system. Uh, marksmanship was a big was a big thing for that overall, and and they they did very very well. We're very very proud of that team. Um, the you know as far as the other elements, what they're what we're seeing them do is it's just giving them time back. Uh, you know the DoD elements. You know we we we've done some we did some uh, some some user evals with uh, the school entry West and the Marine Corps. They've really liked it as well, you know, and what they, the feedback they gave us is it just helped them save time, right? They, you know, they're able to take a tool like this, practice on marksmanship, get their, you know, get their recruits, trainees, uh, you know, future Marines uh, ready for their qualification process just faster. Um, and then, you know, we did, we've done some things with, with the third entry division as well, where, you know, it was just great to see that the guys, you know, guys and gals were were in the back. They just they literally just hung up sheets over their wall locker area and were just practicing room clearing. So it's we're really giving them accessibility and something that's, that's reliable that it's it's not going to jam, yeah. um, you know, like like some of the other things that are out there that they're you know, they've got at their disposal, but just aren't accessible and they jam. Yeah. Yeah. Then the cost, too, of. Oh, we could kind of dive into that. The cost savings is huge. So us competitors have done it. I have, have guns that I've built that are essentially replicas of the, the big boy rifle. So if I don't really want to spend training on 223, then I've built the 16-inch PCC to shoot 9mm because it's more affordable. Uh, I know people in Steel Challenge too, and they go down, they build a 22 to replicate the 9mm and so on and so forth. And even in PRS, like, I mean, I've got a whole NRL 22 rifle that kind of mimics what I would feel in a PRS match. So I can shoot 22 instead of a 6mm bullet, which huge cost savings. So when you're breaking down, you know, talking to people, especially entering kind of the civilian market, the commercial market, like how can you explain the difference in, again, TPAC's um, costs? savings right so you know it's 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 either air if you're you know, just just straight up air if you're using it uh you know for for dry fire capability so you're paying for the price of air as opposed to you know an overall price of a round which depending on what you're shooting is potentially very expensive yep. um and even the bbs themselves or whatnot i mean you're you're looking at you know 30 cents or less around for you know if you've got something that's that's shooting actual projectiles out and you want to put something that you have a have a tool that's actually putting holes in paper. So we, I mean, it's break, broken down pretty simply like that. You know, we, you know, we, we we're you're starting to get into this, you know, the single digit sense, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you talk, um, when you talk to actual, just, just CO2 canisters themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So for competition training too, like that's a game changer, especially when a lot of us do like, Dry fire is great, but again, like getting that live fire kind of exercise is important. And we can do it in our backyard. We can do that. We can shoot airsoft for sure. I think most people can do that in their backyard. Uh, obviously, blanks are great too. But the accuracy is there too. I was actually kind of, su- I was surprised because it's airsoft. I was used to like the, you know, $15 cheap little pistol I had growing up. Um, but this was something where like I set up like the steel challenge stage and had the plates and I'm shooting little airsoft just as fast as I would 
shooting the actual match, you know? So that was, speak to like that competition training side. Cause I think that's kind of new for you guys. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely new. You know, we're, we're starting to work through, um, uh, partnerships like this one we're, we're forming with you, um, you know, where, where we want to, we want to, you know, enter this space. We, we feel like we've got a great tool that does a couple things, right? One, uh, you know, we've talked about the drive fire, giving you something where I, I think giving you a tool that, that feels the same, functions the same, you know, it has the same feeling, right. As what you, as what you shoot as close as we can get to that, you know, it empowers the competition side of the house uh, to, to just be better um, and, and not have to form bad training habits. Right. So the other side of that though, I think there's, I think there's real application when you talk, uh, the, 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 just the BBs themselves as well. Uh, it, you know, as good as I do, Kenzie, when you get out and you start shooting, you know, something, especially if you get any range on the shot, you've got to start accounting for, for, you know, windage and elevation. Right. So even with our system, you can start to replicate the same type of the variables you're going to encounter, you know, when you're in the, in the, in the field, when you're, when you're actually out shooting the competition, you can replicate those same types of things in your backyard. Right. So all of a sudden, you know, you get, you, you might be shooting at distances within 20 meters, right. But you, you've got to start applying those same principles as what you would for that, you know, 600, 800, you know, thousand meter shot uh, in your backyard. Cause the BB is going to be affected by the same things that a, that the that an actual live round will be. So, do you know how I know that you're military? <laughs> the meters. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that's yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm like, hang on. Uh, go back to Kenzie World in Yard. Yep. Yep. No, that's fair. We use there's a definite distinction in the two worlds. That is for sure. Yeah, like civilians <laughs> are like, huh? Just now they're like, what is that? <laughs> they're pulling out their calculator. Doing the math. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you, okay. So I showed mine a little bit on video. So but yeah, for people listening, you're really going to have to watch video on this, but I, I put the hollow sun five, uh, 510C on this and I was trying to like kind of get it zeroed and it was, it was pretty spot on. Cause I pulled it off of another rifle and put it on. Um, can you speak to kind of the distance? Cause again, you're running the scope. I've run the red dot, so I haven't put a scope on it yet. Uh, I'm curious, like, how do you zero an airsoft for people listening? Or how do you get that, I don't know, the distance down? Because again, this is new for me as I'm I'm working with this rifle. Yeah, right. So we what we ever what we tell everybody for our system, right, is is we we would encourage you to uh zero with the the non-marking rounds, which are just your you know, your normal, you know, white BBs, right? We do that at 10 meters. Um and at at that distance, you know, you're replicating fairly close to what you would at like a hundred yards, right? You know, if you're, if you're zeroing with like an overall scope, you know, think, think that type of world, um, you know, it, it, and it's that the BB, there's not, there's really not getting, the BB doesn't have any drop, you know, it's still, it's still flying fairly straight. Um, so 10 meters and it's, it's the same zeroing process that you would go through. The distance is just much shorter, right? 10, 10 meters, 10 yards, We'll argue about that, but whatever, you know, which, whichever one you decide to use is fine. Um, it, the, you know, both of those distances, you know, if you use 10 yards, uh, zero at that distance, no issue. Um, and then you're going to, you're going to get, you know, very accurate, you know, A zone style hits, um, you know, out to 20 meters with those non markers uh, yeah. very, very easily. Uh, and still for people listening, please wear eye protection when shooting this. <laughs> Because again, I wish you to get steel plates. The BBs can bounce back. 
that is a thing <laughs> airsoft rounds um but that that's been really cool because it, it truly it does it has the weight of the gun and all of that so it's just been really fun for me to play with this and yeah i think i'm excited to see kind of the competition side of stuff i don't know if you want to speak to like where you guys are trying to go next into the competition world uh if you want to speak to that yeah so so you know we what we see is 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 you know trying to uh we're we're, we're starting to you know talk about the 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 rimfire type of things we think there's really easy ap- application there um we really we're really supportive um i've i've got I got five kids, right? Some of them are very, very young. Um, but, you know, even in my five-year-old's hands, she's getting ready to be six in uh, November. Even in my five-year-old's hands, like I, I have no issue putting this system, you know, in her hands and teaching her all the fundamentals, you know, how to be safe with a firearm, um, all the, you know, all those, all those things that, that all of us learned, whether it was you learned it when you were at that age or whether you've learned it when you're now 47, right? It doesn't, you you always learn those same types of things. So I know I'm I'm speaking specifically to a child, but um, you know that applies for adults as well. So there's there's that. Um, you know we we see um, you know we're going to be talking to a couple of uh, other people as well. We've got uh, you know we we really see that you know for what I laid out earlier, right? You know there's 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 application while it's not a bolt gun. Um, you know, we see that there's application into, uh, you know, some of that as well, just due to the same variables, you know, windage and elevation, you got to deal with it the same way. Um, and then, you know, steel challenge, you know, I think we're going to, that's things we're going to look to support in the, in the near term. So near, you know, near term, really trying to in, in, enter the uh, rim fire space, be really supportive of that, you know, teaching, you know, people fundamentals and that type of thing. And then I think we, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wind up, uh, transitioning over into, um, you know, helping some of the potentially some of the long range people, but, you know, I know that that's a, that's its own weird world as well with PRS. Um, and then, you know, we're going to have a pistol coming out in 2024. So, you know, obviously, you know, supporting our USPSA, uh, counterparts there as well. Yeah. So I, I actually wanted to dive into the topic, um, because you brought it up is how important it is to teach kids, especially when it's, it's not necessarily an age thing. It's more of like when maturity and I've had a lot of parents on, on the podcast before too, but you know, can you speak to how important it is for, it doesn't matter if it is airsoft blank shooting 22. I'm sure a lot of us had 22s as our first guns, you know, but how important is it for parents to really take the curiosity away, teach them the firearm rules first and for them to treat even an airsoft gun just as they would a real firearm. I think it's extremely important. And I, I think you hit the key point is it takes the curiosity away. This is this is one man's opinion. But I think that that's a lot of the battle. Right. I think a lot of things that that happen that, you know, go out across the media were simply because it was it was always treated as this thing that you just don't touch. And and because of that, it, um, you know, it creates problems. And in a kid's mind, I mean, I, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm still a child. So. Um, the, you know, I, I can understand and connect with, you know, when, when somebody says, no, that's bad, don't touch. It's kind of like the, the, uh, it's kind of like the stove concept, right? You don't, that's something that unfortunately you learn by, by doing it and then ouch, and I don't do that anymore. Right. So we don't want kids to do that with firearms. Obviously we, you know, I think, and I, and I offered my own experience there, right. I, by what I've seen in my own children's lives is that by exposing them to a tool like this, it does, it does talking a pure risk, you know, factor, it does 
you know, dial it back, but I'm also able, it also, I'm in creating accessibility, right? Because if it's raining outside, I can still do that in my basement or my garage. I don't have, I'm not relying on what's going outside or having to be relying on, you know, having to travel all the way to the range um, and, and, you know, take time out of the schedule. If I've got five, 10 minutes, I can do that at any time with them. Well, not Um, a lot of ranges are going to let five-year-olds shoot either. Exactly. So, um, yeah, just the accessibility part's really, 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 really important, I think. Um, and I, I, I've got to be honest with you, even at, even at five and, you know, years old or whatnot, she's, she's, she's a really good shot. And because, because, you know, I'm applying with the fundamentals with her, I feel, I feel very safe with her. Um, frankly, even though she's a child, there's, there's, I feel safe, safe with her with yep. this, especially with this type of thing that do some adults. Yep. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and it's, I think it's just important, right? I mean, if we, you know, this is something that I think we all love. It's, it's something that, you know, that once you're involved in this, in this, in this world and in this, you know, this, this type of sport, you're, you're all in, there's, there's very few people that are either, you know, they're kind of in the middle, you're either all in or you just don't really do it. So, you know, we're, you know, a lot of people that enter this world go all in. And I think if you don't teach your kids that, you know, you're missing an opportunity. Yeah. Where did you start? uh with your oldest on firearms like again for people listening i think this would be valuable it's like where do you start what do you do how do you get to them actually pulling a trigger good question roughly at about the same age so my my oldest she's 17 gonna be 18 in november i feel very weird by saying that um i started her at seven you know and then my son after that same thing i started him at seven i started them with both 22s only because you know there wasn't anything like this. I mean, typical airsoft stuff is just plastic and Crap. I, you know, I just, I just, it wasn't something that we've used, you know, that I, that I used in the past, but um, you know, now with the, and you're about to hear the age gap uh, now with the, the five-year-old, right. Um, you know, I say I, I've started her actually a little bit earlier because I, I felt safe with this. And I, I, I've, as I guess, as I've gotten older, I've just realized that taking the curiosity out, the sooner you do that, the less of a chance you're going to have. My kids come in and ask me, even with real firearms, you know, if they've got to, if they want to, if they just want to touch and feel, they come and ask, Hey dad, you know, can I, can I hold that bullet? Can I, ha- you know, can I, can I touch that gun? Absolutely. We're going to go through that. I'm going to show you what the process looks like. We're going to do so it's safe. Remember the, 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 the rules. And, and uh, yeah, it, it just, you just, I, I have less of a worry. Not obviously I store my firearms like I'm supposed to, but I have less of a worry uh, with my children because they, they come and ask and that it's just the curiosity just frankly doesn't, it just isn't there for them. How did you know when the five-year-old was ready? Like, or when the oldest was seven, like, how, how do you know? She, good question. They, they saw me doing it, right? So when they see you doing things, typically speaking, at least this is one man's opinion, they, they, they tend to want to do the same things that you're doing, right? So they saw it was something I was doing uh, and they, they started to ask about it and, you know, with, with, especially with, with these types of tools, I felt very comfortable going ahead and exposing them to it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've seen my friend, um, Adam, his wife, Tabitha, they shot an AK match, uh, with us at Clinton house and they brought their two boys. And it was so funny because leading up to that, they're in like their living room, dry firing with the whole family, <laughs> like practicing reloads and God bless them. Like he, Adam's a big proponent of the rock and lock AK. And I'm like, can you just make it simple for them with like AR? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which he did but it was so funny because i'm like i i don't even want to do a rock and lock as an adult that's just my preference i want just an ar style mag and magwell but 
yeah, I think that's fun to watch is, is that you can teach them young, grow them up around firearms, and then they respect them and, and yeah, ask questions. And it's just really exciting. I'm not a parent, but I think there's a lot to learn by getting them started really young and doing that in the home. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and, and I've, you know, noticed that in that scenario, I, I've only got one boy, right? So I've got, <laughs> I've got lots of daughters and then they're going to know how to protect themselves. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, switching gears, I did want to dive into some of the instructor stuff. So I know you and I have talked about this offline before, but uh, it pains me to instruct sometimes to not be able to show what actually hire, happens when you fire a gun. So I just had a class recently, um, and I, I do this all the time, is I'm showing, I go all through the fundamentals, and I show a trigger press, and then I try to explain trigger reset. And so in that moment, I reset the slide with my finger still on the trigger, let off the trigger, pull the trigger again. What happens, though, is for especially newer and beginner shooters, they think that's how you have to fire a gun, is wreck the slide every single time, even though it's a semi-automatic gun. So we go through this cycle where we get to the range, they load up their gun, they shoot around, and then they rack around out, or they they jam because they're trying to rack around out, and they don't have enough force to do that, and they don't realize it's automatically, you know, loading that next that next round. Um and so, like, that's a big piece where I think Unit Solutions is going to make some of that headache go away to replicate that, hey, this is a semi-auto. This is already reset. Um, you just keep pulling the trigger, but you have to let off of it. I know I'm rambling, but I'm really excited about this because that's been a pain point for years to explain in a classroom. And I think especially with the pistol coming out, um, that will solve a lot of this, that. So do you see that? And And I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that that's the same, you know, I, I know from my time in the, in the, in the military too, right. From, from just as a early beginnings all the way, you know, through that, uh, you know, through time all the way through, uh, you know, senior level person in the, in the military, I, um, it's, it's the same things, right. So it's, you know, you, you always have to kind of go through that dry fires are key. I don't, you know, if you want to be good at shooting dry fires are, are the, are the way. Right. Um, so you, you know, it, it, being able to to not have to have that additional step, especially with somebody new, is I think is I think it doesn't matter where you're at. I think it's important. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> it's funny too because bless their hearts, it's like they understand it or they get it later, right? It clicks, but you're dumping a fire hose on them about all of the things at once, and it's too much for them to even like grasp kind of that initial concept until they get to the range. But it is such a pain point where you want to hold a, hand them a loaded firearm and start there. You've got to start in the classroom. Right. Yeah. It's I, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. So I'm excited for, especially the pistol, um, like the, similar to the rifle, I guess, I don't know if you can speak to like kind of the plan on if people are going to shoot with red dots or shoot with iron sights or anything like that, of, of just making sure that we're kind of meeting all of the markets. I don't know if you can speak to that. Yeah. I mean, I, so we, we fully recognize that, uh, you know, the, the year of the red dot has come and passed and it's just a thing now. Right. I it mean, is. it's like, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have the, at least the ability to, to incorporate a red dot on your pistol or, you know, your training solution, you're, you're kind of living in the past. Right. So, um, we, we have the intentions of what, you know, on our product, we want to make sure that it's just, you know, the, the same ways that you would mount red dots on, on your pistol. We want to do the same things. Um, so we want to make it easy. And if you decide to shoot, um, you know, if you decide to shoot iron sights, if that's your thing, you should be able to switch out the iron sights to what it is that you're running so that it, it's we want everything to, to look the same, feel the same, function the same as what you as close as we can get it right is to what you're actually running. Yeah. Heck yeah. 
Uh, curious to what's your personal training regime. So if you've got five minutes at home, what do you do in dry fire? And then what do you do at the range when you go live fire? Cause I'm sure that looks different since I'm not in the military and law enforcement world, but I'm kind of curious, what do you do to get better? Yeah. So I, I do a lot of like, so dry fires are just easy, right? So that's, that's my thing. If I, if I've got five minutes, I'll spend five minutes just, just dry firing. Um, since I've been able to, you know, get my hands on this system, I do incorporate that into my dry firing. You know, without the pistol, uh, I, I, I carry every day, right? So to me, that's a very important uh, part of that. Um, so without having that trainer, that I'm, I'm stuck to dry fire manipulating the slide. Um, you know, so and then when I when I go in, and I, I do use analytics tools, um, you know, I, I just just because, you know, they're not the ones on the market right now aren't perfect. Yeah. But they do give you information, right? So, you know, I, I do, you know, I do try to incorporate those as well. Um, and then when I go to the range, um, I like to kind of, the, the, the people that, that really uh, grew my passion for this or whatnot, um, you know, I don't, I don't shoot E-type targets. I, I'll, I'll hang an Ipsic target up, right? And I, so I, I kind of start to try to blend what the, the words. What is E-type? <laughs> So E types are the big green. They just this is silhouette target is all. Okay, it yeah, is. no. Okay, agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah, and there's, I mean, there's no, I mean, it's just huge, right? Huge. So when you you talk about you know shooting and whatnot, there's not real, there's no A zone, there's no B zone, there's no C, there's none of that. So it's not giving you, you know, it's not really replicating to me what's what you're going to see, um, you know, in, in in real life or competition, right? So. Um, I I I'll hang up Ipsic targets and you know and I'll 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 really you know. I always kind of I don't I don't get a chance to shoot as much as you do, right? So what I do is is I, is I spend time um, just kind of slowing down, and then what I find is is I quickly pick you know back up into my normal pace, um, and I'm starting to do you know I, things that I think are kind of blended in both worlds, right? You know, where I'll I'll put you know I'll do the same thing where I'm I'm just shooting you know multiple E type targets, you know I'll I'll do some drills you know where I'm shooting multiple targets one target. Um, and then I'll, the other things I'll start to do, I'll put, I'll put targets overlapping each other, just like you'd see in competitions. I'll, you know, I try to, I, the other things I really try to make sure that I do, um, to me, you know, you're always kind of, in, you know, kind of looking for the, the, for the, uh, personal defense scenarios as well. I want to make sure I incorporate those. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll put, you know, people that are just on the outside of, of what, you know, what you would call cover you know, whether it be a vehicle or, or a corner of a building or something like that. I try to replicate those scenarios as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm super, super spoiled in any of the ranges that I get to like teach at or, or have access to is like, I actually can live fire out of a vehicle, but a lot of people really can't do that. But that is where you spend a ton of your time. Like I try to explain that to people. I'm like, how are you going to draw that, that gun that's now strapped to the back seat of the back of the, the, like, I don't know. I've seen the passenger vehicle um like the the racks and i'm like how are you gonna get that gun off it's now like molly taped strapped down whatever how are you gonna deploy that i don't know if you've ever seen like people have you ever questioned people like that and be like how, how are you gonna get that out yeah absolutely and and, it, and it's you know everybody's trying to sell you something at the end of the day you know so that's there's a lot of that um that i think is that unfortunately people get exposed to and they while it looks harmless and it looks like a way that you know you may have that tool with you um it, it's it, it you can't deploy it when it's on the back of your seat or whatnot so it's, it, i think it's just educating people and i think it's just it's, it's as simple as it is just educating people on hey there's other ways to do this uh so you can actually access this firearm and i 100 percent agree 
in and around vehicles is one of the worst things that you can you can get exposed to or and or have to try to shoot in and around yeah 100 uh and like i dove into suppressors i'm sure you've got some toys as well but i don't think people think through either in a in a home defense scenario and, and maybe you can speak to this is like i have a rifle now set up with a can like it's the dedicated home defense gun and if they've never shot out of a vehicle i've shot out of tons of vehicles in competition um and they that concussion noise especially if you got a louder a, a rifle or bolt gun you know, you don't realize how loud that's going to be. Now imagine that unsuppressed. Imagine that without hearing protection. And so I think, I don't know if you want to speak to some of that is, I know it's diving off to a whole different world and a whole different topic, but the value of suppressors or training or having these guns set up for having to use them in the moment where you don't have time to go put on your earmuffs and be like, hold on intruder. You know, I don't, I don't know if you want to speak to that or not, but that's something I'm passionate about now. Yeah, no, I, I, my, my passion grew for that really. Um, you know, I, we had those tools in the, in the 75th, uh, when, when I was there, uh, th those guys still have them. They still run them every day, right? It's, it's, and it's, it's great for, you know, not only sound, but the, the, you know, just light as well, right? I mean, you, you, if somebody's breaking into your house, the, the, or, you know, those personal defense scenarios like you're bringing up, right? Um, you know, if it's, at, if it's at night, all of a sudden your, I mean, your night vision, the fact that you're waking up and you're already in the dark, the last thing in the world you want to do is have that big bright flash. And now I can't see, um, you know, and, and, and making sure you have the tools on a, on a rifle that, you know, you, that, that help with the, with that, you know, and help you get back the element of surprise are, are definitely, definitely key, you know, having a good light. I, I'm a, I'm a believer in lights, um, you, you know, and then the suppressor is, if you, you know, if you're, if you're willing to go through the process, which it is a process, everybody knows, um, it is, it is well worth that, um, you know, to, to be able to have that additional capability and not, not just on, I don't, you know, I don't think it's just on the rifle, right? I think if you've got tools that, that you have at your disposal that have them on pistols, right? Yep. Great. Um, you know, just, it's just knowing when and when and when to apply those tools. We yeah. have to apply those tools. Yeah. And I'm getting used to the length. I mean, so that's something you talked about at the very beginning is adding the length of the suppressor, um, kind of adding that weight. I mean, some of them are really lightweight. Some of them are a lot heavier. But if you're not training how you would deploy that, like you're not doing yourself a favor. Um, so it's something that's like I have a folder. I've got the suppressor. So I can I have to I have to now work with the folder. I have to now <laughs> work with like clearing uh, different like rooms in my house with the suppressor link, which isn't terrible. But it's something to think about when when people are like thinking about home defense um, and what that looks like. Yeah. And I think it's important too to like think about like so, you not you know, not everybody's going to go buy the 10 and a half inch rifle. Right. So you you, you want to make sure, you know, if you're using a training tool. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to make sure that, that, that training tool replicates what it is you're going to actually, you know, be using. Um, and then, yeah, you've got to absolutely get used to, you know, what does this look like in my own house? You know, if, if, how do I, how do I deploy this if the, if the, uh, if the need arises and, uh, you know, what you, you asked about it earlier. I mean, that's something that frankly, I, you know, I, I think it's worth people spending time on is, you know, is thinking about like, Hey, in my own house, you know, how, how, how would I go to pie things off? How do I, you know, how, how do I go to, you know, approach, you know, the, the various different things that could happen if somebody starts trying to uh, enter your home that you don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So that, that's something I'm learning and diving into and it's been interesting to say the least. Um, you feel silly in the moment. I don't know if you do too, but it will help later. Cause it's just getting, I know the wrong word is muscle memory. I don't know what it's actually called when you're ingraining those, those training things. Cause I've, 
I don't shoot with lights a lot in competition at all. And so I put the pressure pad where my thumb will go and kind of try to make it where it's um, more intuitive for me of, of like, that's where I grip normally. So that's where I need to set it up for me, especially if I'm out there training in competition. That doesn't always apply to CQB and personal defense. I'll tell you what, like it's sloppier um, when you really, it's just a, it's a mindset thing for me to switch over into a different world. Yeah. And, and, and one of the you know key pieces of feedback I've always given everybody and, and what I had given to me at a very early stage is that you actually want it to be the same, right? You, how you set, you know, how you, how you fire your rifle in the daytime or fire your pistol in the daytime should be the same way that you fire it at night. You shouldn't have to like move your hand from here to here because you've got to manipulate said switch, right? It's, right. it should be exactly this, as close as you can get it to the same. Yeah. 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 I got to know too. Are you a red dot guy or are you iron sights? Oh, I'm full red dot. I, I, I love red dots. It, it, initially when, when they, you know, when, when they came out, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty Gucci, you know, I'm, you know, it, you know, and, it, and it's all the normal things you heard. And then, and then I started using one and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I'm never shooting. Uh-huh. A, I don't ever want to shoot a pistol. that doesn't have a red dot on it. <laughs> I'm the same way. It's pretty bad. Triggers for me on rifles. If it's mil spec, I'm out and it's got to have a red dot optic. I hate iron sights. I feel so bad. Um, I don't know if you've done this too, but this was yesterday. I'll just show you this because I'm diving into it is I've started training with the occlusion of the dot. I don't know if you've seen that where you can actually like buy like these 3d printed molded things to go over red dot optics, but that's what I was working with yesterday. Cause this is my home defense pistol. I've got my light on it, red dot optic. Um, but it's something that I'm playing with. I don't know if you've done that yet. I, I have a little bit. I've started diving into it a little bit as well. Um, probably not as much as you, but yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm I've played with a couple of different things and I, that's the other thing. Like I, when I started, when I started, uh, you know, kind of diving in the red dot world, um, you know, one of the things that I, that I really still focused on was, you know, I, I always try to run the, what I view as the correct sites, right? So, you know, suppressor style sites yep. um, so that you've still got the backup there and whatnot. And, and uh, I, I honestly, for a little bit, I, <clears throat> I attached a red dot and didn't, didn't put the battery in it just so I could still get used to lining up the sites. Cause to me, if you're looking for the if you're looking for the iron sights, the red dot's going to appear. Be there, yeah. But if it, if for whatever reason, the battery dies or whatever, you know, those things. I think those those things are still important to train. And every now and then, it's important to kind of go back to those those basics of that because if the last thing in the world you want to do is go you know is go present out and you're looking for the dot, you don't find the dot, and then you know it's in competition or in real life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Red dot is uh actually harder. I think was harder to pick up than iron sights, and like that's where I kind of laugh. One of my buddies shot in open of a three man three gun competition and used his iron sight gun because he sucks with a red dot on the pistol. Sorry, bro. You know who you are. But it was <laughs> like I think I was laughing. I was like, I think he should have to shoot with a red dot optic only because I think that's fair and that's open vision. And I'm like, and I want to kind of see the shit show that goes on of learning the red dot. <laughs> yeah. No. I- I mean, I, you know, I, for anybody that's that, you know, that, that is that's still on the fence about it, I, I would encourage anybody to give it a try. And you're going to it's going to be the same thing, right? You're going to have the like play in the game and and it's we'll all laugh at you. We're not we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you, but we're really laughing at you because we did the same stuff. Um, and but I, I mean, it to me, it just it does so many different things. Right. I mean, just all the angles you can create with that red dot that you can't with a with iron sights, I think is just key. You know, being just this the ease of being able to keep it to your body. And you've got now now you're open to be able to kind of fire in these weird positions that oh, yeah. you just can't do with with uh, with with iron sights. You know, so. Yep, I agree. Um, and then the other thing I'll mention, because I, I did want to say this, is if you have iron sights and you do have suppressor sights, it doesn't really matter. I do recommend night sights for every gun that's going to be a carry gun, home defense gun, 
you know, I still have an iron sight gun that I like to carry and it's got night sights on it. And so like, you can see those guys glow in the dark, but it's really comical to me how many people have these Gucci out guns and then it's like stock sights. I'm like, bro, how are you going to see those in the dark with no yeah. red dot either? Like, come on. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you hundred percent. You've got it. You got to have, you should treat the, the, the red dots. In my opinion, the red dots. Great. I, I clearly love them. Yep. Um, you should, you should still have the tools necessary in your iron sights to, to take the shot. Should that red dot not be there for whatever reason? Yeah. Yeah. That wall there. I mean, the, they don't do anything, but I have the, the sights set up and they're the night sights. So I'm like, well, they glow in the dark. So I find those first. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Well, I know we, we've talked about a lot. Is there anything here? We've got plenty of time if you want to talk about anything else that's passionate to you or any other topics that we maybe I missed or skipped over that you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I skipped over a pretty important one. We're, you know, so we, um, you know, we're, we're doing, I mentioned we're doing a lot of work with, with law enforcement, law enforcement as a whole. Um, you know, we've got a whole other kind of training program out there as well called the Unit Blue training program. And what that we're really passionate about as a company um active shooter response um that that is you know it's a it's a it's an issue across the country and you know i don't want to get i'm not going to get political um but um it's you know it just is right so uh we view it as we have a responsibility uh as human beings to help with that how do you know how do we help well you know we've got a partnership with a company called blue bearing uh kyle morgan is is the uh is 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 the guy there um, you know, and we, you know, through Kyle, we're able to offer, you know, this, this training to, to LE departments. That's just, I mean, it, when you get in the middle of it, you know, the, the Beeville police department down in Texas, they just did it recently. There's YouTube videos out there that, that are, I mean, that they're just raving about how it is, is just a game changer. And our, you know, the unit four was a big part of that. They don't even know how, they, I mean, they, their, their words, not mine. They don't know how they're going to live with, without this system now. Right. Oh, no. So it's. <laughs> It's, you know, we're, we're really passionate about active shooter response. You know, our, the, the, I think the, one of the, the special gifts we get in life is, is kids. Um, you know, and I, I think it's each of our job to do something, right. We can all do something to, 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 to help with that, right. Whether, whether it be, you know, going and getting training, whether it be in, you know, plug in and, and seeing what the local police department needs. Um, you know, we all have, I, I feel like we all have a duty to, to do something to, to, to help with this. Right. So, um, yeah, it, we, you know, we're, we're really passionate about that. It's, it's a really important thing for the company. Um, you know, and then, you know, we talked a lot about DOD, but I, I just want to emphasize, you know, in this space for the commercial shooter, we, we really want to offer guys and gals, um, the ability to have a tool that just helps you get better at shooting. Right. And if, whether that be, if it's prepping for your competition, great. If it's, if it's just helping you, uh, you know, have a tool that, that's, that's just helping you, you know, shoot in your basement, shoot in your garage, do some dry fires, replicate training. Great. If it's going out in your backyard using the markers, the non-markers, whatever it is, great. If it's clearing your house and actually being able to take shots in your own house with the paint rounds, great. They'll, it'll wipe, I promise you, it wipes off your wall. You won't even know it's there. Um, that's behind that. Um, the, um, yeah, I mean, so we, we're really passionate about this market, right? I, I know we, we talked about early in the beginnings of, of, you know, being focused on the DOD, but this, we're, we are, we are all in on, on, on all three of these markets, um, as a company. And it's, it's just important for us. We, we love this community. Um, you know, we, we love what, uh, the, the, really the family that, that is the, you know, that is this community in the commercial world as well. So, 
uh, lots of love going out to all three markets is, I guess is the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll leave people with this too, is like, um, I, at my gals day event, people know I put on this major event every year for, for women to come out and shoot of all ages. And I had teenagers up to, you know, 70 year olds is awesome. And we had a bay that was all for 22. So people that were kind of newer got to go to the 22 bay. Right. And I see this as almost a replicated, a bowl. Uh, tool to use. And it's something where at the very beginning of my event this year, I did like 30 minutes of dry fire. So people got to go to all these different bays, dry fire guns, get those fundamentals back in place, especially pistols, because that's more of the, I think, an intimidating gun to pick up and start with, especially center fire. Um, And so like, I think you implementing this as that dry fire time, because people were able to communicate too. That was a big thing is like last year, we kicked it off live fire, people were jumping, not really as uh, welcoming, I would say, and, and not able to hear. That's the hardest thing with, with hearing protection is being able to listen into an instructor. Um, so I think this is going to be amazing. Same with like, I had a suppressed bay, just it welcomes people into the support, into the sport, gets people learning faster. Um, instead of having the 1022s growing up, you know, like having an airsoft gun, that's actually the same weight of a gun. It's not a gimmicky thing. This is a real tool. And I think competitive shooters, once they start getting their hands on these guns, they realize, again, you've got the Picatinny rail, you've got the M-Lock system, you can put your your same optic, your same offsets. You can make this gun so close to what you use. Change out the stock, put the cheek riser on it, like whatever you run. I'm just, I'm really excited to see this as well enter that market because I think it's a fantastic tool for instructors, competitive shooters, newer shooters. Um, so I'm rambling, but any other final well, thoughts there on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we and, and we and we we want to do that too, right? I mean, and you know, this I, I can't say enough about the whole product, right? But I mean, that mag, you know, these magazines each get dropped. I mean, 300, 300 like three hundred times on concrete, right? Well, and we did that. That's kind of something that's carrying over from our time, you know, company focus on on, on DOD stuff. But when we looked at it, we said we should still do that for the civilian market because you're going to drop your max, right? You're going to do speed reloads. You're going to do you're going to do the things that that they're just going to come up, and we want to make sure that that we've got a quality product to offer. We we're on all the social media platforms out there. Give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook. We're on LinkedIn as well. Um, you know, SpeedySolutions What's what's, that? what's the usernames for the socials at? Uh, at great question. I'm kind of <laughs> going off the cuff here. Um, I want to make sure people know. <laughs> yeah, I believe all all of them are just at Unit Solutions. Um, for Instagram, hold on, <laughs> I'm trying to get to it. <laughs> this is not air, dead air time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's unit dot solutions for the username yeah. for Instagram. Yeah, yeah, unit dot solutions for Instagram, and uh, unit solutions is it, it for Facebook. Yeah, so. Unitsolutions.com. Um, I will leave this. We don't know what it'll be yet, but there is a surprise. You can use the code 3GunKenzie as usual on their website. Check out a little special something and gift for you guys if you want to check it out. And find me at a major match. So that's that's something we can talk about real quick. Is like if you I know you guys are working with some other people, which I'll give you a second to to name, but the um the travel benefit too of me where I'm I'll be at some AK Motherland. I've got the Gap Grind PRS match. I've got two more three-gun matches. I know I'll be at Fall Brawl. Um, I'll have the system with with me. And so if you want to shoot your buddy, you know, come do that. No. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to check it out, especially the blanks, feel the recoil impulse and what that looks like, you know, come find me and get your hands on one of these because I think that'll be cool. Um, and I don't know if you want to mention some of the other folks you're working with if people want to try this out. 
Yeah. So we, we, we're working on, you know, we've got a lot of various different training companies we're working with. Uh, and there, and I, I'm not just saying this, there's, there's, I could spend a lot of time just naming those, but um, you know, we've got, we've got lots of training organizations we're working with. We're planning on doing lots of stuff with you, right? So, you know, these events you're going to be at and, and whatnot, we want to, we want to be there as well. We don't want to just send you out and, and just say, yeah, we're doing some stuff. If we're not there, it's not the same thing. Right. So um, you know, we want to do, we want to do events and support the, support the community as a whole. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, we've got blue bearing, I think is the biggest company, you know, Kyle Morgan has just been so he's been great to us, you know, so he's got some, he's got, he, he does a lot of stuff with LE, but he's got some training courses and stuff he, he runs as well. Um, you know, so I, I want to make sure we, again, I guess, give him a double shout out. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he, he, I can't say enough good things about Kyle. Um, yeah. And then just, Overall, we we we're new in the commercial, but we're we're all in. Yep. And guys, they do listen to feedback. So if you've got questions, you've got feedback, you've got anything, like they're the most approachable folks out there. They actually want feedback to make the next iteration better or to work with you to make it better, right? They these tools are really important. Um, I think we've covered that a million times, but I think that's a value thing to offer too, is like you guys are here and listening. Yeah, we I think that that's actually a really true, you know, thing uh, that's kind of separates us from anybody else. Right. I mean, it, I think all of our customers that we've got would tell you um, we're just super responsive. Right. So, if you, I mean, we're a company that really believes in if you reach out to us and you've got a question, you're going to get a text back from 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 <laughs> me. Right. From, from from a VP level guy or sometimes even the presidents. Right. The presidents of the company will reach out, you know, Cody, Jamie, uh, reach out and say, hey, you know, saw this come in, you know, you know, saw the order or whatever, what questions do you have? What can we do for you? You know, when we get feedback, it's us, it's one of us answering it. Right. I mean, and we get back to you and, you know, the other thing I'll highlight is just, um, you know, so, you know, Zach Lloyd's our, our VP of marketing, Zach's, you know, Zach, Zach's doing an excellent job of making sure that we're out there and, uh, and in, and in the space and, and being, you know, getting all the, all the great social media uh, output that we can, we can do. And then, um, you know, overall, you know, we're, we want to learn from our customer, right? So, I mean, we, what you say, Kenzie, I think is key. If, if, if somebody's got feedback on the system that they, they, you know, they think, they think we need, please let us know. We do T and E's as well, right? So you, if you go on the website, what's a T and E, what's a T and E? That's an evaluation. So if you're, if you're one of those guys or gals, you're like, eh, I don't know about this thing. You know, I don't, I don't want to commit, you know, all right, cool. Well, go on the website order a test and evaluation kit, right? And you can do that. You know, it's, it's, it's that way you're not fully committing. Great part is, is, is if you decide to do that and you get your hands on the rifle, like I know you will. Um, and you're, you're like, I love this. Cool. Hang on to it. We'll work out the full price for the thing. Um, you know, and, and we go from there. Um, so yeah, we're, we, we do all that type of stuff as well. Um, and, and, and love customer feedback. Yep. Yep. I'll get you to learn acronyms for the average human. I've said TNE so many times on podcasts lately that I've had to tell people like, Hey, what does that stand for? Cause people don't know yeah. that's the thing, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely a thing. We do it all the time. Uh, you know, much lower cost if you're, if you're kind of one of those people on the fence and then we do, you know, you know, the other thing we that I'll throw out there that we do as well is that, you know, if, if you're one of those people that's like, you know, I really like it, but you know, I, yeah, we do payment plan type stuff as well, right? So that's that stuff that's out there as, as well. So just let us we're we're here to to serve you guys. We really are. Uh and you know, again, we're all in on this. So let us know what you need. Love it. Love it. Jason, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for your passion and and for working with me. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, we are too. We are too.
Awesome. Well, listeners, stay tuned next week for an all new episode of the Red Quilt Podcast. Go check out Unit Solutions if you've got questions. Again, we're all ears. So reach out and stay tuned on next week's new episode. Thanks for listening to the Red Quilt Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Redical Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.